0: Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast.
1: We'd like to thank all our listeners who support us at patreon.com slash the cast. We can't make the show without you folks.
0: I'm Jay Annelli, your erstwhile host.
1: I'm Andrew Weissel, and it's been hot and cold lately, and that makes me feel a little weird. And I'm Brian Dawes, and
2: while I may look like a Loxodon, I'm an elf at heart.
1: I
0: am back on the show after a couple week hiatus. I work in emergency management, so I was a little bit busy here on the Mid-Atlantic.
1: Ashley now is off this week because she is ill and busy with school, so we are letting her rest.
2: So wait, we made this trade. I feel like we lost value here. Ashley was great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's probably true, but it's still hurtful, Brian. So there's not a whole lot in the way of news this week. We got to see the product packaging for the new guild kits which are honestly the product I'm most excited for. They look amazing, and they have a cover legend, which has a new art and a foil card for that. So several weeks ago, we got to see the Niv-Mizzet, the Firemind, and the Aurelia, the Warleader new art. There's also Tristani, Selesnya's voice. And then I believe it's Etrada, and what was the other one? Izoni. Izoni. that's it. So, these all look very cool. The products themselves are awesome because if you're a Vorthos like we are, having a product that mashes together all three Ravnicas is just a very cool thing because that's the kind of decks I like to build.
1: Also, the only way to get the guild basics, which are still the absolute coolest thing for guilds of Ravnica, including all the actual real cards. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I'm buying like three Is It Guild kits. Because I need two to give me enough basics for my Niv-Mizzet EDH deck. And then I need one to keep Pristine for facing off against the other decks. I'm buying a lot of these guild kits. They're awesome. So moving on to listener questions for the week. We are going back to some listener questions that got asked a while back, but have a relation to Ravnica's story. So the first question is from Justiferous, who is one of our friends at the Lorgoifs. Justin asks, any chance Karn is going to use the Silix on Ravnica when things inevitably get out of control? What do you two think?
1: No, he has it for a purpose, and that purpose is to nuke the hell out of Neufrexia. I'm actually still surprised that Karn is on this whole adventure with the Gatewatch fighting Bolas, because as far as I know, he doesn't know Bolas except from Teferi and Joira, so it doesn't seem like he's going to use his ace in the hole on this side quest that he's on, even though it's everyone else's main quest. Karn is all about destroying Nufrexia and stopping the contagion from spreading, and I don't think he's going to be swayed from that.
2: I don't think magic is ready for that kind of collateral damage on this plane just yet. Like, we're already going to have the what we assume are going to be the Eternals, there's no way they go ahead and do that kind of widespread devastation.
0: Fair enough. So the next question we have comes from Runier RDR on Twitter. And the question is, what information will Nicol Bullis get from Liliana's mind? What real advantage will Jace have now? So in terms of information from Liliana's mind, I mean, I'm not sure that he's going to learn anything from Liliana that he didn't already know at this point. Jace didn't exactly share what happened on Rivals of Ixalan with Liliana in the short time that they had been reunited. All Liliana knows is the plan with the Black Blade. If Bolas was outside of the stronghold at the end of Dominaria, he probably already learned that they took the Black Blade. So what do you two think?
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there's much to be gained there. And like, even if he does feel it necessary to probe her mind, which I'm not sure that he would just yet, I'm not sure that he's going to have much to find because of
1: the reasons you put out. It depends how long he was watching the Gatewatch at the end of the Dominaria story, because he does bloop to Liliana literally right after. So he probably knew that that was happening. And in which case he would have already known that Karntaferi and Jaya are joining the Gatewatch. Jace still has the silver bullet of knowing huge chunks of Bolus's plan that Bolus doesn't realize the Gatewatch knows. And Jace still has Vraska's secret mental turncoat status to flip back on at some point in the future.
0: So I guess the reality is we will have to see, and it depends. <laughs> I know that's not a very satisfying answer, but that's all we've got right now. We're going to have to see how these things play out. So let's move on to our feature, the Guilds of Guilds of Ravnica, part one. There is too much for us to talk about to cover all five guilds in one cast. So today we're going to focus on the Selesnian Conclave and the it League. Just as a little bit of background, the guilds of Ravnica all used to be armies or factions in this great conflict before the guild pact was signed, and the forces of order and chaos came together and created this guild system where everyone gets a little bit of what they want, they get to do what they do. For the most part, the rule kind of got screwed in this deal. That's how the guilds came to be. The original signatories of the guild pact were the leaders of these guilds at the time, and those people are called the parents.
2: So the first guild that we'll talk about tonight is the Selesnian Conclave. The parent is Matt Selesnia, who is a dryad that lives in this huge tree. She doesn't really get out much. The first time and the last time that we've seen her is when Zedek exposes her and starts to feed on her in the book. Currently, Trostani is the active leader even though they are discordant. They also were formerly led by the chorus, which is another group of dryads that were in harmony together.
0: When Zadok's puppet, Savra, came through, all the original dryads from the chorus of the Conclave were killed, and they had to start over from scratch. The funny thing is, the actual last leader before Return to Ravnica was Birakazir, which was the wolf of a Ledev named Fonzunik. It's a whole thing, but basically he was the first member of the conclave. He was able to join it because he had this Selesnian gem, and it was rebuilt with Birakazir being the first member of the conclave. So, <laughs> it's just a fun fact. At one point, the Selesnian were ruled by a wolf.
2: Guildhall was Vidugazi, the city tree. The role of the Selesnian Conclave is the conservation and preservation of the gardens and forest scapes of the Ravnigan cityscape, reclamation of any unused territories if it's available, if no one else wants it, charity, making sure the guildless aren't completely destitute. They do a lot of public aid kind of work, and they do the public parks, and then defending the highways. They're typically called derisively as the life churchers. Um, (laughs) I don't appreciate that, but hey, whatever. (laughs) People will have their opinions. They believe in the collective unconscious, the will of the world soul. They believe in these like souls. You know how we had those cycles of cards back in, was it M15 or something like that? The soul of each different world. They really believed in that. And you know, we know that as players that that's a real
0: thing, but. The people in the different planes might not actually believe that. We talked about world souls when we were talking about various gods of the multiverse a while back.
1: It's funny because the card soul of Ravnica is blue. Rude.
0: That soul cycle was not really representative of the world souls.
1: Not at all.
2: Matt is your conduit to the world soul. And that's part of their philosophy that once you join the Selesnian guild and you hear the world soul through Matt Selesnya, you're supposed to be highly enlightened.
0: So Matt Selesnya is this formerly, I think it was a group of dryads that fused together to become this elemental and kind of wonky whether or not Matt Selesnya herself is the world soul. Some of the Selesnians seem to think that's true but what actually happens is that the Silesnians all commune through what's called the world mind, which is also referred to as the Song of the Conclave. So when you hear the Silesnians talk about songs and things, and they're talking about the Song of the Conclave, the Silesnian reach out to the world soul through Tristani, who can communicate with Mat Selesnia, and Matt Selesnia is their conduit to the world soul itself. So it's kind of There are multiple layers here. It's a little bit complicated. It's multi-level marketing. And I love that Nyssa can just cut through all of that Selesnian bureaucratic metaphysical red tape and go straight to talking to the soul of Ravnica.
1: She's a venture capitalist.
0: (laughs) One of the cards in Guilds of Ravnica uses a name that I don't think a lot of people have heard before. A lot of the terms that are kind of unfamiliar there are actually hidden away in some of the planeswalker guides from Return to Ravnica. The Selesnians themselves are divided up into communes all over the plain, and those communes are called Vernadi. So when you see Vernadi shieldmates, they're referring to basically a protector of a particular commune. They also patrol the highways, as Brian had mentioned earlier. The patrollers are called Ledevs, and they are these wolf-riding
1: Badasses, I want to say. They're cops is what they are.
0: They're chips. They're the highway patrol. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's a lot funnier when they're wolf riding chips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I'm just imagining now Ponch riding a wolf. Anyway. They used to have these beings called quiet men that have since been disbanded. But I think it's important here to note that the Silesnians aren't necessarily the good guys. They're a cult that wants you to subsume yourself to the groupthink. Excuse me, sir. I'm going to need you to simmer down here. While there are many good aspects of that, there are also bad aspects. Namely, they're very easy to manipulate because of that. If everyone thought something was okay, they would go along with it, despite that lone voice saying, hey, we're being tricked by Lazav, let's not do this. And they all go, nah, you're wrong.
2: The thing about the Quiet Men is that they were hooded so no one really knew what was underneath the mask for the most part. Part of that whole situation was caused by this collective groupthink that kind of caused people to overlook a lot of things that were going wrong. And the only reason they got out of that was when Agris Koss, who was already on the trail of this whole escapade, kind of ran into that when one of their higher-ups was killed and his body dissolved into those little thingies the the wormholes or whatever they're called
0: the loopholes yes the loopholes another word that pops up in guilds of ravnica that i want to add to everyone's lexicon is Sumala, which I believe is on the name of one card at least, and is in a couple of the flavor texts, and you also see some wooded areas this set that I believe take place in the Sumala Topiary Grove, which is this very ordered forest assembled by the Selesnian wood shapers. Basically, it's the only place where there's really nature to a great extent on Ravnica. Even out when you get to like the Rubble Belt and Gruul territory, you don't have nature in quite the same way you see it on other planes. It's kind of growing up out of the cityscape. You have a lot of rubble, hence Rubble Belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the poor Selesnians have also repeatedly been attacked for the life power of Vito Ghazi and Matt Selesnia. So not only did Zadek attack them way back in the original Ravnica City of Guilds story, they were also attacked by a planeswalker named Sifa Grant who wanted to steal all of the life force of Vito Ghazi for herself. And she was stopped by Dak Faden, the greatest thief in the multiverse. The one last note I wanted to make for the Selesnians is as much as they value life and community and all of that, they have zero problem taking life when it comes to it. And I will let Andrew get into some of the gigantic beings they employ to do just that.
1: Part of this guild discussion is I wanted to take a moment and just talk about the creature types you tend to see in the guild. The guilds are more than just their ideologies. They are the people and companions and sometimes living weapons that they bring to battle. First, in terms of the sapient members of the guild... There's obviously humans. Humans are in every guild. I'm not going to repeat that for every guild. So, but Celestians specifically have a lot of elves.
2: Yes!
1: Brian likes elves. As keepers and stewards of gardens and forested areas, elves are a natural fit for the Selesnians. They help care for these verdant areas of the Conclave. They help people get better in touch with the world soul and they help nurture the living elementals and saplings that are part of the guild. There are also other dryads besides Tristani. Dryads on Ravnica are generally humanoid looking, but their hair is like tendrils of ivy, and they perform pretty much any guild function that the elves or the humans can take part in. There are dryad druids there are dryad soldiers there are dryad knights they are just kind of there doing celestia's thing and then they also have loxodon which are the elephant people who tend to be very calm and tend to be very good clerics in the guild although they are also very good at fighting things because loxodons are huge and strong finally there are centaurs in the conclave Some of them are just elves in a pantomime costume, though, as we learned in the set. (laughs) Rude! (laughs) Centaurs are, like, the perfect mid-sized combat unit for the Conclave's armies. They are fast and they are strong, but they're not too big, but they're not, like, too wimpy. That's why they get 3-3 tokens. Best creature size. They haven't actually gotten a lot of saplings recently. They did in the original block one would assume that they are still part of the guild, even though we're not seeing them on cards all the time. There are also elementals of pretty much any natural type. A lot of plant-related elementals and those kind of natural earthen beings. But they also have a special elemental that is a living temple. They integrate this marble mason work into their temples And then have elementals grow roots and branches through them. They are places of worship when they need to be. But in Pinch, Selesnian Druid can wake up one of these living temples. Who will then march into battle with them. And that is very scary. Because this is literal buildings punching you in the face. As we mentioned, the Ledev who patrol the highways ride on giant wolves. So the wolves are a huge part of the Selesnian knight classes. And they also domesticate worms. Which is terrifying because they are the literal biggest things on Ravnica. And this is a plane that has notably had a lot of leviathans on it too. So we're talking some of the biggest creatures in magic history are Ravnican worms. You can tell a Selesnian worm from a wild worm because they have these elaborate pieces of headgear. Impervious Great Worm, the Biobox promo, is a Silesnian worm, as well as Siegeworm, who's in the set. That's a little bit bigger than your average doggo.
0: <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the notable characters from Silesnia. Now, unlike many of the other guilds actually at this point, there are no planeswalkers associated with the Silesnians. The first legend that we knew of was, of course, Matt Selesnya, which we've already talked about in depth. Then there's the Chorus of the Conclave, which was the general name for the group of dryads who filled the role before Tristani came into the picture. There was Bayul the Living Saint, which is probably one of the only named Luxadon in magic, which is weird if you think about it. There's Frankie Peanuts. Bayul had this green gem that connected him to the Song of the Conclave. And that's actually the same green gem that ends up going to Birakazir later on. There was Tulsimir Wolfblood from the original Guilds of Ravnica. We don't really know anything about Tulsimir other than they are a Ledev and their mount was named Voya. Voya was actually the grandsire of Birakazir, who we've mentioned a couple times now, who Fon Zunik was the
1: Ledev rider of back in the day. We should note, also, because we didn't mention it when talking about the guild kits, but Voya's finally getting a token card in paper. Ooh,
0: that's so exciting. It's existed forever in MTGO, but it's only now coming out in paper. Still no snakes, though. Arguably one of the most important Ravnican characters is Amara Tandris, who is a friend of Jace Beleren. She has been around since Agents of Artifice, so basically since the post-Mending story kicked off. She appeared in Return to Ravnica, and she's got a card in the new set. There's not much to say about Amara that we didn't already talk about a lot in some of our story descriptions, so we're not going to get too much into her here other than she is a healer and a summoner for the Selesnians, who has a very high-level role For a guild that's supposed to be about everyone being equals and sharing in the conclave. Then there's Tristani. She is a tripartite dryad. So she's made up of three parts with heads that represent order, life, and harmony. And right now they're not speaking for some reason and we're not really sure why. Tristani usually hangs out in Vidugazi. But she can make herself appear out of the wood of elementals. And a lot of the elemental spells actually come from her. So Amara's elemental summoning comes from Tristani. Next up is the Izzet League, my personal favorite guild in all of Ravnica. And it seems, at least in our Twitter sphere, most people's favorite guild.
1: Mark Rosewater has gone on record on Blogatog stating that it is, in fact, the most popular guild.
0: The parent of the Izzet is Niv Mizzet who is a 15,000-year-old dragon. Niv-Mizzet actually just got their third card, and if you count characters who cards only depict that one character and are depicting the character in the same timeline, there's only one other card that has reached three card representations, and that is Avacyn before Niv. Non-Planeswalker. Right. Now, it's possible that'll change again with... Ravnica Allegiance, but it was just a cool little factoid I wanted to add in there. So Niv is technically still the leader of the Izzet Guild, but we know for a fact that Ralzarek has taken over the day to day operations of the guild. It's not quite clear if he is, under Guild Pact law, the true guild leader, or if he is just running things in Niv Mizzet's place. Their guild hall is Nivix, which is a giant tower think stark tower where at the very top is niv mizzet's nivix itself is called the Aerie of the firemind but all throughout this huge skyscraper in ravnica they have experiments being performed by is it mages see
2: now i have this visualization in my head where there's a tower and it has the huge is it on the side like the avengers logo
0: how great would that be
1: <laughs> you know what's interesting though I think Marvel made up Stark Tower, because I live right across from Manhattan, I've never seen it. (laughs) I don't think it's real. You think so?
2: (laughs) Captain America will be so disappointed when he comes by next week.
0: The Izzet's role on Ravnica is one of the most visible, because they do all the public works, the engineering, they conduct the science and manufacture technology, they're responsible for roads, for plumbing, for power, all of those things. So they're one of the most vital guilds to the day-to-day operation of the city. Niv-Mizzet leads it essentially to sate his curiosity. His title is The Firemind, but it's not just because he's a brilliant dragon, it's an actual consciousness that Niv can share with people, not just a title. Not like the world mind, where it's a group consciousness, but more like his favored servants can tap into the fire mind to help their own spells and knowledge and abilities for limited periods of time.
2: One could say that they invoke the fire mind. It's like a work slack.
0: (laughs) It is kind of like a slack, yeah. The guild is ruled directly by Niv-Mizzet, and he has an inner court called the Ismundi, which are made up of a group of mages, about five to seven, according to the Planeswalker's Guide. They have the title of Ismagnus, and below that are the actual guild mages themselves, who have varying degrees of power based on how wealthy they are and various other factors. Niv tends to compartmentalize what he's trying to do at any given time, so no one can ever figure it out, not even people in his own guild, what his true goals are. So he will have one person conduct an experiment in some field, and based on the results of that, order what seems to be a completely unrelated experiment conducted by someone else in a completely different field, and no one really knows how they go together except for Niv. One of the big things he invented, and you know, one of my favorite things about fantasy world building are these metamaterials like Ethereum and things like that, Niv invented Mizzium. Which is a lightweight, temperature-proof, so extreme heat and extreme cold-proof, steel-like material that a whole lot of things are built from on Ravnica, and especially with the it Guild itself. They build everything from Mizzium because it, <laughs> it helps contain the explosions and the horrific effects of their experiments when they inevitably go awry. They're the only guild that uses technology really freely. Other guilds use technology, but they usually either buy it from the Izzet or they have a limited use for it. And we can go into that when we talk about other guilds. But I think the favorite thing of everyone with the Izzet is just their mad science and explosions are just appealing to
1: basically everybody.
2: Irresponsible.
1: <laughs> so is it creature types... The first main one are the Vidalkin, which in Magic are blue-aligned humanoids that tend to be tall, thin, and bald, although some have hair. I don't think Ravnikan ones do. I think that was only a Kaladesh thing. The Vidalkin are very smart and generally pretty emotionless, although in the Izzik Guild everyone gets a little passionate about their experiments now and then. So in a science-oriented guild, the Vidalkin are perfect matches for that kind of work and ideology. Of course, the other part of the guild is putting stuff together and making it explode or zap stuff or just catch on fire or freeze your own hands off. And nobody is better suited for ridiculously dangerous work than goblins. Poor little is it goblins. They bring a lot of that fiery passion of inventiveness to the guild. And technically, I think this makes them some of the smartest goblins in the multiverse.
0: The Izzet goblins were originally purchased by Niv-Mizzet. Their entire clan was purchased because they were, I think, slaves at the time. Niv-Mizzet had a construction project that was going to carve the sigil that would give him ultimate power on Ravnica. And these goblins screwed it up, but they screwed it up deliberately in a very specific way to undo what he did. And the Izzet were so impressed that they just straight up bought
1: all these goblins. I would laugh, but you probably shouldn't buy other sapient races.
0: No, it's very bad.
1: This is a little Willy Wonka-y. Goblins should probably form a union or something before things go too far.
0: So
2: a dragon buys sapient races. What else is new?
0: Culturally, the greatest death a goblin in the Izzet can have, at least the ones that are talked about in the novel Guild Pact, because that's where a lot of this information comes from, their greatest death is one where they die for science, essentially, where they get blown up in an experiment, or die testing a new high-speed vehicle, which happens frequently.
1: (laughs) And although you wouldn't think they're scientifically minded, the Izzet also have Viachino, the lizard folk of the multiverse. They are also typically a red-aligned race and bring a lot of that frenetic excitement to Izzet experiments. Maximized Velocity is maybe one of the best pieces of art from Guilds of Ravnica. That's the one with the Viachino in goggles on the electric skateboard flying through the air.
0: Probably my favorite art from the set.
1: They are very much a get out and do stuff kind of species. They also have fairies whose trickstery nature lends itself to inventive experiments. And while Niv killed all the rest of the dragons, maybe there are still a few left, and some of them who are superficially like him but not intelligent are part of the guild and are just kind of around. And drakes occasionally join them as test subjects for wild new Izzet machines. One of the more bizarre members of the Izzet are the Cyclopses. They have this very steampunky look and tend to have a single mechanical, or maybe it's just a protective eyewear. We don't really see much of their faces, or much of their bodies, because they're covered with so much machinery. They're like big daddies. Yeah, pretty much. From Bioshock. Yeah. So they're weird, but not as weird as weirds, which are a special creature type unique to the Izzet League, who like to take opposing elemental forces and fusing them together in a creation that is almost never stable. So a lot of weirds combine things like... Fire and ice, or water and rocks, or metal and electricity. We don't have any in Guilds of Ravnica, which is a shame, but that's what happens when you're the Instant and Sorceries guild and you don't have a lot of creature space. I'm gonna pour one out for Melek.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, Melek, I think it was someone in our Discord, which you can get access to if you support us on Patreon, mentioned that Melek is probably the printed creature with the shortest literal lifespan in Magic canon. <laughs> so niv creates Melik like the ultimate weird to be the is it league's maze runner in dragon's maze but ral is the one who wants to run the maze because he thinks he's gonna get whatever the power gift is at the end for himself and basically just kills Melik immediately after he's created
0: (laughs) didn't he get to the starting line yeah he got to the starting line that was basically about it
1: Melek is the red shirt who dies on his first day of oh, work. Oh, wow. And it's funny because he was also the Dragon's Maze game day promo. So like, he's like the most prominent legendary creature with the shortest lifespan in magic.
2: My red blue EDH deck has that promo art and it's
1: sweet. Yes, I also have the promos. My Melek deck because his card is so cool.
0: I love Melek. He was my red blue instant sorcery commander for a long time. Return to Ravnica had a couple incongruities, kind of like that. Amara Tandris had the weird card because it got swapped with another one. They had rules that they wanted to hold to for cycles and things, and because Ral was supposed to be the maze runner, but the maze runners were a cycle of rare legendary creatures, that's what led to this whole Melek being created to fill the maze runner role but then in the story, immediately being killed off because <laughs> Ralzeric was supposed to be the maze runner for the story. So weird things like that happen sometimes. <laughs> and in this particular case, I'm glad that for guilds of Ravnica, that has been resolved so that Ralzeric takes the place of the guild person.
1: And then finally, even though they're not necessarily weirds, the Izzet do create a lot of elementals, which we do have in this set, and some of them look like they could have been weirds, and it is what
0: it is. Like the Runaway Steamkin?
1: Yeah, Runaway Steamkin probably should have been a weird, I think. Even, you could have kept that art, I think you could have just made that a weird.
0: Kind of like
2: Knight of Autumn could have been an elf, you know?
0: Not better at all. The it have Ral Zarek as the planeswalker associated with the guild. If you don't know anything about Ral Zarek, he's kind of an arrogant guild mage, and so par for the course for the it. He does care about Ravnica overall. He was the person who originally discovered, at least on the Izzet's side, the implicit maze, and
1: ended up chasing down Jace for his side. Rao also is the one who intervened in Project Lightning Bug, which was Niv-Mizzet's investigation into these energy anomalies that were actually planeswalkers appearing and leaving Ravnica. Rao steered that project away from actual real conclusion to keep planeswalkers a secret from the guild leader although he kind of tanked it for the guild as a whole he privately kept it running and used it to inform jace of things because they're kind of friendly now they have a weird relationship
2: yeah and it makes me wonder what browse part of his old plan with Bolas is because we can assume that Bullis has offered him leadership of the Izzet Guild, similar to what he did for Veraska, but he likely
0: doesn't know the full scope of the plan. We talked about Niv-Mizzet already. So Mizix of the Izmagnus magnus is a goblin of the Izzet Guild. Mizix was one of the other people working on Project Lightning Bug, which we mentioned already with Ral Zarek. Mizzix is a goblin of high rank because the goblins of the Izit earn extra syllables in their names when they gain ranks, so she was probably Miz at one point and then became Mizix when she ascended to the Magnus. Melik we've talked about already. Tibor and Lumia we don't actually really know anything about. They're legends from the original Ravnica set, but they've literally not appeared in anything anywhere.
1: The other two important it characters are from the Guild Pact novel. They don't have cards, but they still did stuff. So the first one is Zomaj Hawk, who was an it scientist who discovered some dormant dragon eggs out in Odvara. He set in motion a plan to revive those dragons so he could have all these dragons, because dragons are neat and people like them and people are scared of them and they're powerful but that plan ran awry when Tesa intervened and Agris Kass showed up in an Is It Rocket thing and it was a whole battle and a whole mess. And then he died. He didn't just die. He
0: died and his soul got ripped apart by the schism that was created by the mana bomb that he detonated over Udvara. Super dead. Pretty metal. And speaking of metal, Krixazix who was a goblin in his employ, she was originally named Krix. She was a messenger that Zomaj used to get his plotting around Niv-Mizzet. So basically, he would imprint his memories into Krix whenever he would be at risk of having his mind read by Niv-Mizzet. So the whole plot of the Guildpack novel was that Krix was missing. Krix is also very cool because she's like an Iron Man cyborg type of goblin where her legs have been replaced and some and I think one of her arms has been replaced by this awesome cyborg technology that allows her to fly but she is just a very cool goblin so that about does it for the it. we've used up about all our time for today final thoughts on my end are I am very happy with the latest Niv-Mizzet card Which, it seems a little weird to me that for the Cast Instants and Sorceries guild, this is the first time Niv-Mizzet's card actually has a trigger based on casting Instants and Sorceries.
1: I think that's part of why they made him.
0: I love it. Andrew, final thoughts?
1: My final thought is actually something you pointed out last week, Jay. A card that we probably should have mentioned in our Flavor Gems episode, Mausoleum Secrets which shows a crawl death priest probably mazarek reanimating the erstwhile zombie army in the depths of the undercity this is an event that happened at the end of the story the pride of the crawl and it looks to be what's depicted in the art here which alison Lors did confirm on twitter so it's kind of the fifth story spotlight but not really because the story isn't part of this story. It was an older thing. But super cool to see that kind of story moment still represented on a card.
0: Brian, final thoughts?
1: My final
2: thought is, why didn't we get Mazarek instead of Izoni? I'm very interested as to why that decision was made. Izoni is someone we've never heard of before, and it's kind of like of all the characters they could have dug deep to put into the set, why was it it's instead of, say, Mazarek or Deposed, Gerard, or any number of notable Golgari that we'll probably discuss next week. That was one of the first things I thought of once the full set was revealed.
0: We'll talk about that more next week, I think. But you're right. I think part of it was they had to find someone who was not necessarily allied with Vraska, which I think mazarek might have been a little
1: too close. They had tea together. They're good friends.
0: <laughs> I think it bodes poorly for Gerard that he was not the other legend. But I think she is cool in that she has the ability that the still-living Gerard from the original Ravnica would have had, which is the control over
1: those insects. So I thought that was pretty cool. And if you would also like to have control over insects, head over to patreon.com slash and support our show today. Everyone who supports our show gets a starter DVD that teaches you how to control bugs with your mind. (laughs) Okay, that was a lie. We can't actually help you raise an army of beetles to fight for you, but what you can do is support us on Patreon and join our Discord community, where we have Vorthoses from around the world talking all about magic, showing off cute pictures of their pets having a lot of fun, having a lot of good discussion, and now that the Arena open beta is available, talking about that, because that's exciting. You can go play Guilds of Ravnica there now. Set's not even out yet in paper. Thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon, because we can't make the show without your Zibs and xenos, which is Ravnica money. Thank you for
0: listening. This has been the Vorthos Cast.